Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. College basketball heat check back at it again. Got my man Eli B in the building. What up, Eli? How's it going, man? Excited for this one. Yeah, back at it again. So you can see a little bit of the flag in the background. I don't know if you know who it is, but it's the Mean Green. We're going up to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. It's actually Denton, for those that don't know. Uh, but for those that do know, yeah, it's going to be some fun. So uh, we got a squad that is on fire. We're doing a heat check today with Ross Hodge, associate head coach. Uh, a guy that I happen to know pretty closely. I got the, the pleasure of working for him, working with him. Uh, I got all kinds of stories, so that may have to be the end of the show. But in the meantime, we're going to let him come in and tell us about the Mean Green. Mayor, what's up, guys? What's going, Ross? It's a, be- it's a beautiful thing, man. Beautiful thing. It's my guy right here. So, uh, man, how how is uh, what's it like in Mean Green life right now? Right now at this moment in time, we'll just open it like that, and then we'll get to the good stuff. Oh, shoot, man. Just uh, sunny and 70 degrees out here today. So had all that cold weather last week, which was unique. Um, and it's it's in the past. So it was sunny, not a cloud in the sky and 70 degrees, you know, in Denton, Texas today. Yeah, we've done a lot of stuff in uh, the Mountain West. You're familiar. When you made the move from the Mountain West to go with Coach McCaslin, did you – I know you had a vision that you would do a lot of great things. Uh, and you guys are tied from even your JUCO days, but did you imagine you check all the things off the list that you guys have together so far? The 21 seasons, the championship of the tournament, I believe it was CBI. Um, CBI, yeah, 2018. And then, and then conference championship and conference USA, then NCAA tournament, then NCAA tournament wins. I mean, I don't know that I don't know that you saw that, but maybe you did. Man, you know, to be honest, you know, I think I think the only thing you knew at that point in time was that, that uh, you know, you were going to work with really, really good people, you know, yeah. and and uh, Coach McCaslin, G-Mac, 
you know, had had, had a track record of, of winning everywhere he had been. And, uh, you know, had such a servant leadership heart, you know, and put, put together a staff at, at the time, you know, leaving there, going to Arkansas State at first, James Miller, Jareem Dallin, Hunter Taylor was our ops. Um, you know, you just – you knew you were going to be – around really good people that were that were going to try to figure things out so you know to to say look at it like you know you thought i I wasn't even really thinking that way you know you're you're just thinking about the next day you know and trying to um just try to figure out how you can keep getting better man i mean honestly um that's kind of where it started from and you know starts with people yeah absolutely Take us a little bit through the run of building this thing. We've kind of been uh, talking to different programs. Some people are in first year of building. Some people are in second year. You guys have established some things now. Talk about, take us through what it's taken to build what you've done, how you've done it, uh, and the success you guys have had has been way more than anyone on the outside has expected. Um, You know, I, I think uh, it's hard. it's hard right now to be completely – um, reflective because you know you're so enthralled and still in the middle of a season you know so it's kind of hard to take a step back and even in you know look at anything other than just like you the know, next game <laughs> the next day the next game um but you know I, I think it would just go back to um getting a group of people um and I'm talking about from you know the head coach strength coach, training staff, support staff, GA, student assistants, players, um, video coordinators, secretaries, like everyone aligned Mm. with the same goal. And that is to, you know, to try to, to try to win basketball games. um, But, but not be so committed to just you know, the winning and losing aspect, you know, just feeling like, man, if we can serve each other, if we can serve these players, if we can convince them that serving each other um, will benefit them at a greater rate um, than, than what they even know, you know, then you can do special things, things that people didn't probably didn't think um, that could happen, you know, right. and, and Coach Mack talks about it a lot. You know, his the first team meeting here, you know, he, he told those guys that, you know, we intended to to win championships and and uh he's like, you know, people are gonna laugh at you, man. He's like your your parents and friends and and uh you know, these other people they'll they'll probably laugh at you when you tell them like, Hey, we're gonna play for championships at at North Texas and um but that's kind of been the mindset, um, big picture wise, but you know, the daily the daily process, coach speak sounds cliche-ish, but it, it really is what it's been, to yep. be honest. Yep. Yeah, well said. Eli? Yeah, I'll, I'll say just with with this team in particular, losing the stars from last year, Javion Hamlet, how sensational he had been for a long time, Zachary Simmons, some of those guys who contributed so much to this program. And now heading into this season, I think a lot of people, at least externally, didn't expect – this North Texas team to be on this much of a run. And so obviously there's some secret sauce that goes into that. Uh, what would you say is just allowed this team, maybe from a leadership perspective or just individual guys who have stepped up and developed to um, allow there to be no dip after losing some huge contributors? 
Yeah, you know, those guys that you mentioned, you know, Javion and Zach Simmons was, you know, I call him a unicorn nowadays because he mm-hmm. stayed he stayed in one place for four years. You know, <laughs> and let's just be honest, that doesn't that doesn't happen a lot um in, in today's era of college basketball. But, you know, James Reese and and even the year before, uh, you know, DJ Draper and Dangu and all these guys just really helped create a um an attitude and an approach man that we're just we're we're gonna work you know we're gonna put the work in and we're gonna do it together and so when you look when you lose those guys you know you really kind of have to point to you know the the seniors that we have on this this team you know thomas bell jj murray um you know Marjorie's mcbride and then your returners reuben jones uh abu awesomeman and then you know those guys really helped um set the standard in the summer and then your newcomers that we were able to add you know good players they really kind of just bought into that from from day one you know and bought into uh, you know the team the team atmosphere and the team approach and hey man this is this is how we do things here this is what we feel like we need to do to be successful here so you know, it really kind of starts with with your your internal leadership, like you said. I mean, as coaches, we can't be in the locker room. We're not always necessarily, you know, we're not going home with them to their apartments, and and they really have took ownership in that, and uh, they bought into it, and you know, up until this point, they've reaped the benefits of it. What's Tyler Perry's addition been like to this team? I know he's. He's coming off the bench, leading scorer. Not a lot of players around the country can say that or say that they have a guy like that who's willing to take on that role. Uh, what has he brought to this program this year that's maybe elevated this team? Really, he's 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 fit right in. Um, again, you're talking about a guy that won a national championship in junior college, um, played with other good players, and kind of has a chip on his shoulder. And, and he knows the most important thing to him is he he wants to win. And so, you know, he has an infectious personality. He really is a connector of people. Um, he's an easy guy to play with and an easy guy to coach. And so, you know, he just he, – he came in already, you know, knowing how to win, wanting to win, wanting to be coached, wanting to improve. And, um, you know, those things have allowed a guy like him to have some early success. You know, now the challenge for him is – you know, when you start, you know, receiving lots of attention via scouting reports and other other teams, you know, how do you that's that's the next layer of how do you handle that part of it? You know, and he's he's such a willing learner. He's such a grower. He has such a growth mindset. Um, he's always asking questions, always trying to find ways to improve. And, uh, you know, like like any of us, if, if that's kind of your heart behind it, you, you have a chance to to continue to improve. So I get the sense, I think, in particular, last season, how it unfolded with the the three losses right at the end of regular season and then capable of winning four games in four days and then pulling off a tournament upset. There's clearly a sense within this program of resiliency. And I think even this season with the front-loaded schedule, the teams that you played right out of the gates to respond from that, what what do you think the team does to – maybe respond to some early adversity or be able to bounce back in, in some of these moments where, you know, if a couple of losses stack up, like that could be a challenge for a lot of teams that probably not 
a ton of teams can bounce back from. Again, I think it I think it helps when you have um, upperclassmen that have have experienced that and been through it, and um, you know not only them but some of those other younger players that were part of it last year, and and JJ and Thomas Bell, who've been around the longest. Um, they and Jemiah Simmons, who's been hurt, but he was with us at Arkansas State, so he's really seen like the whole gamut. I mean, he's 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 been around and seen it all. But you know, JJ and Thomas were also part of the 2020 regular season conference championship team. We we started that season six and eight, um, and we lost our first conference game to go six and eight. We were six and seven going into league and blew a big lead at Western Kentucky to be six and eight in league, and then you know, won a, won a very close game at Marshall and, and kind of figured it out. So they, they've, they saw, you know, that we like to challenge ourselves in the non-league and we did it again last year, played a, played a difficult non-league schedule. And, and again, just try to be process oriented um, and sticking to, Hey, let's just, let's continue to get better. Let's continue to improve. You're playing against good teams. Um, You know, you're going to take some hits. Um, and just how can you keep keep getting better, you know? And 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 a lot of this is like cliche-ish and coach speakish, but how can you block out the noise? How can you block out the noise, you know, in early year when you're getting beat in close games, and you know everybody's saying you can't win a game, and and then how do you block that out that noise and focus on the the process and the practice and the details. And then the same way when everybody's telling you how good you are, how can you block that noise out? Cause neither one of them are really true, right? You're never quite as good as you think you are. And you're not as bad as you think you are in, in college basketball. As we know, when you get in conference play, it usually comes down to a handful of possessions each night. So one, I mean, one of my favorite stats in college basketball, at least in particular to this conference is what the conference USA has done in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And, it's it's remarkable to me this league has the automatic bid winner has won in the first round five of the last six years and each of those teams were seeded 12th or worse so that's so that's i mean that is a huge deal not many conferences can match that so i think my question to you is if you can speak on it what what is special about this league the fact that these teams no matter who's representing the conferences you guys last year it's been uab middle tennessee uh, marshall what allows this this conference to be so competitive and to be prepped to go and take on teams like from the Big Ten, Big Twelve, and so on? Man, to be honest, I think it starts with the coaching. There's really good coaches in this league across the board, experienced coaches, um, and and the team, the team. There's there's good teams. You know, there's good good players, good coaches. Um, you know unique styles each night that present different challenges depending on who you're playing. And, and again, I know a lot of people say, you know, whatever league you're in is the best league in the country. So I get that part of it. And that is true, but I do, I do feel like conference USA, because maybe we don't have like as, as many, um, you know, the TV contracts, we're not on national TV as much or, you know, the way it's marketed, not not taking any shots at anybody, but I do think people don't realize how good the league is, you know, and and um and the gauntlet when you throw in like how spread out it is, the travel. Um and so when you if you can come out of this league, you know, then you, you have been battle tested and you have played against um really good teams 
in difficult venues, different schemes. Um, and I think, you know, ultimately that allows you to have success, you know, when you, when you do get into one game scenarios. Um, and, and I know like the mountain West is obviously a really good league this year. And I was in that league for four years, you know, and um, when it was really good as well. And, and so people kind of ask, you know, what's the difference? And this is, like I said, you know, not knocking any other particular league or any one, but I think a lot of it's just the perception of it, you know, and, and uh, those are, those are really good teams, rightfully so. But Conference USA has really good teams um, and, and the depth of the league and, and Burton was in it, you know, it's just, there's good coaches, man. So every night out, you're facing a unique challenge one way or the other. Yeah, unique challenge. You mentioned travel, too. I don't think people factor that in. And it's so spread out. It's not as regionalized as a lot of conferences. So you almost just kind of don't appreciate it as much because you don't have maybe the same traditional rivalries or like you exactly. said, TV contracts. Or it's hard for even like a media place to be able to cover because you're in all these different time zones. And so, yeah, it's a tricky league in that regard. Um, I'm curious. So, Obviously, I was in the JUCO days with you back in the day, um, and you led a team to the national championship game at Midland College, uh, mm -hmm. won conference championships. G Mac also went to the national championship, won one at Midland College. How much uh, dreams been in junior college? Matty B's worked for you. Matt Browers worked for you at was on that team. Matter of fact, that went to yep. the national championship. Um, how much does the junior college – and you've had so much success, Javion Hamlet, now Tyler Perry. Um, I'm missing um, – I'm Thomas sure Bell, James Thomas Reese, Bell. J.J. Murray. Mardres McBride. There's a ton of list of them. But but not everybody's recruiting JUCO as much. It's, it, it feels like the portal or even high school, uh, you guys take a lot of pride in junior college. So how much does the junior college – background from coaching standpoint help you guys in general and then how much does it help you know the jc guys that can come in and impact at the division one level yeah man i think uh i think obviously in today's era of college basketball it it definitely can be an advantage with the the, the roster uh fluctuation from year to year that we're we're all having to experience now which again you know um, B, you you obviously were a JUCO guy too. Yep. Junior college, that's what you're dealing with every year. You know, every you're year. dealing with large amounts of roster over turn, you know, roster turnover, mixing and matching parts. You know, trying to figure out what's best for your team that year. Not necessarily, not necessarily just saying, hey, this is the way we're going to play, and and let's recruit these players to fit this system. You know, your system's fluid, and um. You know, so I think that can be an advantage in today's time period. And then, like you said, just knowing, um, having the relationships and knowing as much behind the scenes as you can about what they're what what they're really about. You know, and what's their work ethic like? You know, do they want to be coached? Are they good teammates? You know, are they are they? You know, obviously none of none of us are perfect. You know, the least perfect person on the planet so but knowing their imperfections and do they want to get better at it do they want to you know do they want to win what's their mo and um you know that's where we've been we've been super fortunate man to get to get not only really talented players from the juco ranks that but guys that want to win and winning's important to them and 
being part of a team is important to them and serving their teammates are important to them. Yeah, talk about uh, the culture. So there's one part of the co- two-part question. So culture with staff, I think, is so unique. And we've had Jareem Dowling on, of course. Um, and I know you guys personally. You guys are like family. But there's not very many staffs ever that are as close as you guys are and that celebrate uh, each other the way you guys do. And uh, it definitely factors into winning. So talk about the staff culture. But also, what is the UNT basketball culture for those that don't know? You guys are won nine in a row, I believe now, um, playing at a high level, one of the best starts in UNT history, uh, the longest streak I think that Coach has ever had since he's been there. Despite all of the success you've had in the postseason, this team could be as good as any. So what is it about the culture that allows you to just keep kind of reloading and new names, but the product stays the same? You know, um, I mean, I think I think it starts with Coach Max core components you know his his three pillars of our program are like believe serve and compete you know and um you know you, you got to believe and um you know you got to believe that we can do things here at north texas that people you know didn't think we could do and you know once you start with that level of belief um it makes it easy to you know um serve and, and, and compete, you know, um, and, and we talk a lot about servant leadership. You hear it a lot. It's probably overused a little bit, but Coach Mack really, really lives it in his daily life and he lives it with our staff and he lives it with everyone around us. And uh, like you said, I think that trickles down kind of the organizational flow chart into everyone else, you know, and and um, I think I think our players can feel it. You know, there's just not a lot of not a lot of spaces and a lot, a lot of uh, creeks, you know, and crevices where they can go, where they're not going to be hearing a fairly unified message. And, um, you know, it's, it, there's a lot of respect amongst our staff with each other and, and our immediate staff, like you said, Jareem and Matty B and then Andre Shaw and Louie and, and the, the list, it's a long list, man. Um, Clay Wilson, you know, our GA student assistants, Jared Hollis, Mikey Malone, Matt Morrison. I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of people that make this place, um, you know, happen. So, yeah, I'll let Eli get another one. I'll steal all of them. So that's why I had to hop out for a little bit with the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you named so many guys here, but I guess my my prim- primary one is what is it like having coached alongside Grant McCaslin? What what do you think he might provide or do differently than some other coaches? And just how how have you two collaborated and been such a successful team together hey man i just have so much respect for him as a, i didn't set him up on that ross That's a good <laughs> right? i have uh just have so much respect for him as a as a person you know and as a as a human being um you know he's he's a, a man of faith you know and not only does he talk it but he he legitimately walks it in his daily life and you see it play out you know where uh, a lot of times in this business you can see, you know, the the public persona um, in any business, not just co- coaching. You can see the public persona and the public image that people want to portray. And then off camera, behind closed doors, maybe this person is a completely different person. Mm. And I've always admired that about uh, Coach Mack, um, that, you know, who he portrays himself to be 
you know, that is who he is. And not everyone may like it. Some, you know, again, everybody has a different opinions. You can think, oh, it's phony. It's not real. But, you know, his his faith is a central component to who he is. And he he lives it. He legitimately lives it on a daily basis. So, and, and that's not even to mention, you know, um, how good of a basketball coach he is, you know. But that's where the respect level has always been with me. Um, and and that starts there. And then, you know, from a coaching standpoint, like, like I said, man, it goes back to kind of his core components, his belief, his belief in people and his belief in players is is uh, something special to me, you know. And he's – a lot of guys are always – you know, you guys know. You guys have been around the game. A lot of guys are in that chair talking about other players ain't good enough and we got to get better players and how come – you know, why do we, you know, and, and honestly, he, he is just like, how do we, we have to, how can we get better? You know, how can we win? You know, that's what his focus is just kind of like, how can we win with, with this, you know, uh, roster? How can we win? These guys are good enough. They don't, you know, we just got to get them to believe we can get them to believe they will be good enough, you know? And, and as we've had more success, you're able to recruit a higher level caliber player and, and, uh, and that's ultimately why you end up having, you know, the level of success that we've been able to have, you know, in the in the past. Yeah, talk about this part, uh, Ross. The, you've come up with a lot of guys that are having a lot of success as coaches now. And obviously we talked about Juco guys, but uh, Jeff Linder, who's having an incredible season. Uh, Mark Adams, you and coach have both coached against in West Texas Junior College. Uh, Chris Beard. Came up yep. kind of at the same time. Greg Young was a junior college head coach when we were in the league, coaching against them. Uh, Leonard Perry, who was on staff with you uh, at Colorado State, is a head coach again. Uh, Alvin Brooks, we can kind of go down the line. There's a lot of guys that we've come up in the business with. Nico, Nico, Nico was on our staff at Colorado State. Colorado State was killing it, and they have a, having a really special season. What is that part like? And then I guess second part to it, like coaching in college basketball now with COVID and cancellations and the transfer portal extra year. There's so many things going on. I guess I would ask the two part is what is it like with your friends coming up in the business, seeing them have success uh, and you guys are having success too. And then same thing with uh, just what is it like coaching now in today's college basketball game? Uh, the first, first part of that question is like, it's probably the coolest part of it, you know, yeah. seeing your peers and people that you're close to grow and, be in position and you know like it's awesome even even though lenders uh lenders uh time last night was very short-lived you know <laughs> just to be sitting there like you know to be sitting there you know with my family watching that game and lenders there and you're calling the game and it's like then the we slides oh you're just kind of like man like this is this is like some like, is this even real right now? Right. You know, like, right. And, you know, uh, Emery, who you know, my daughter, she's 14. She's just like, she's tripping. She's like, oh, she's just like, oh, that's Burton talking right now. Like, <laughs> she just, she can't, you know, and to see, like I said, to see, uh, you know, the, to be there. And Nico was so instrumental in, in the original, um, you know, foundation of the Colorado State teams yeah. that we were able to reap the benefits from and continue that. And then to see him go back and do it again. And, like you said LP, who was with us there, and just all of it, man. It's like it's 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 really fun, you know. And I am a fan of college basketball as well, you know what I mean. Um, 
And so as a fan, it's just cool to see. You know, it was cool to watch the Texas Tech and Texas game last week, you right. know, which I think most of us were glued to. Yep. Um, just it's been really it's been really fun. And then to answer to answer your second question, man, like um, you know, I think through this whole time period of the last you know, like you said, the the pandemic and the portal and all this stuff. I mean, really, it just makes you appreciate genuine relationships even more, man, to be honest with you. I think that's where, you know, uh, you that's what I've I've grown to appreciate, you know, probably more than anything is, you know, and, and so much of everything we're doing now is, you know, um, could be viewed as like a lot of surface level stuff. So anytime you get to actually get on the ground level and be connected to people. Um, I don't think any of us should take that for granted. No doubt. Well said. We normally end this thing with a funny story. It's usually people have options, but I'll make it easy for you. <laughs> you get to tell a story about us and our days together. So uh, for those that don't know, I got, I got to, I met coach Hodge in a gym in Duncanville, which is probably fitting that we met in a gym of champions because uh, our, because of our story, but, Met him in the gym. We we're both assistants. Uh, literally one year later, Ross was not even one full year. The end of that year, he became the head coach at Paris Junior College. And we stayed in touch all year. Didn't really know him before that at all, but we got to be pretty close during the year. So then the recruitment starts, and I learned how what kind of recruiter coach is. And he starts <laughs> offering me a job. So I think it was three years in a row, coach offered me a job each offseason. I wasn't quite ready to be uh, at that level of commitment that I knew that was demanded at that place. And I finally, he finally twisted my arm. We sat down and ate and I finally uh, said I was coming. And one of the best decisions I could have done, I learned so much in that one year. I can tell you stories for days. We could have a whole episode for that. <laughs> That's right. what I say, man. You have yeah. a G-rated and an X-rated version. <laughs> no Mature audience only version. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Uh, not for the kid program, for sure. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just take so much away from uh, Jim Sagona, who I worked for first, was phenomenal for a lot of reasons, and he let me do a lot. But the two level of programs were so different because we recruited a different type of kid. And I knew if I wanted to do this college basketball thing, I had to go over there to really learn what it was really like, and I learned so much in that one year. So we have a lot of stories, a lot of good times. Uh, so you can tell anything that you choose to share that may be entertaining for our listeners. Man, there's like you said, man, I mean, they have a Rolodex, oh, like a, a, a oh, novel man. of them, but um, funny or cool, again, you can tell you one. Well, you know, again, it did take it, did it, you know, persistence paid off. So it took <laughs> me, like I said, three, three recruiting cycles to finally get them to say yes, but um. Probably the funniest story, you know, and you 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 can you can tell it is equally too, you know, because like I said, I know you still you you say you can still picture it playing as day, and and obviously you have, you know, three beautiful girls now. But at the time when you first came to Paris, you know, Bert was staying with me, and his <laughs> our guest room was right next to my daughter's room, who was probably, um, you know, two and a half at the yeah. time, maybe, yeah. um, you know, and so he. He got he got indoctrinated very quickly into. Um, it's probably why it took him like ten years later to, to finally have his first job. You know, some of those nights and some of those battles and. Oh man! Um, 
you know, those were fun. Like I just like the, the next morning I'd see Burton and he just have like the glossiest zombie eye <laughs> look in his eyes. And they're like, man, last night was crazy, man. Like, you know, bottles and, 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 uh, you know, pacifiers and, you know, Shelly, my wife, Shelly coming in there late at night, you know, and just Burton's like, man, what is going on here? Man? <laughs> what is this is a war zone. Um, but like I said, that one, that one always, that, that one's always funny, man, to me, just, yeah. Like you said, you coming around the corner and like Shelly sprawled out on the floor, like trying to reach under to get a to get a pacifier <laughs> that had fell up in the crevice and uh, all of it, man. It was good times. Yeah. Definitely good times. I had no idea. Uh, I learned a lot, but I still take a lot from those times, man. I, I think of any of the years, that Jude College year, and we had a really good team. Jonathan Simmons, who played in the NBA, was on that team. Brocky Payne was sitting Shannon out. Shorter. And Shorter was – turned. Turned Amazing. into a monster still professional pro career. Yeah. And Gabriel, who played at Auburn. Yep. Still playing um, still pro. Was, was, you know, borderline NBA guy. Um, but, yeah, and, and to think of the guys we coached against, like we said, Greg Young, Mark Adams, Grant McCasin, we had a great scrimmage against them that year. Uh, so, yeah, we can go on down the line. So that's Pat a whole Smith. other – Yeah. Pat Smith, yeah, we, we can go down the line. Uh, that's another episode. But – Thanks for joining, man. We appreciate it. Uh, any last words you want people to know about just North Texas in general? You don't don't always get the the bigger stage that some of those other, like you said, media platforms can provide. So, just any last words you have just about North Texas basketball in general? No, not not really, man. Just uh, like I said, well, thank thank you guys for doing everything you guys do to promote the game and grow the game, and you know, give uh, give platforms to you know. Uh, a lot of different people and a lot of different programs that maybe normally wouldn't wouldn't have the opportunity to do it, man. So just like super thankful for you guys. Love love everything you're doing. Um, it's fun to watch, fun to keep up with, and uh, like I said, just really really humble, really grateful um, for you guys having us on, and um, just look forward to you guys keep doing you guys deal too, man. Yep, absolutely. We look forward to. Continue to watch the Mean Green. Uh, this is usually the Mean Green's time of year. You started a little earlier this year. Started a little earlier, so, <laughs> but this time of year is normally when normally when it happens. So we look forward. Know, to like 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 Eli like Eli said, and like I re, I reminded our players. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because we actually had that conversation today, man. Like you know, <laughs> just you can't you can't you can't get too high, can't get too low. You know, we right. we we won a game at Marshall last year, and we had to win one game to win our side of the league and we lost three in a row so as we know <laughs> you know sports can humble you very quickly so right. you know want to try to just be humble and have a certain level of humility and everything we do and you know you're really only as good as your last time out and we got a, a very very difficult stretch uh on the road here starting at rice on saturday and, and again we all know coach Perry does a great job with those guys and yep. it's a very very difficult place to play so you know, like I said, I don't want to go through all the cliches and the antidotes and coaching one-on-one, but it really is. At this time of the year, you're really just trying to get through tomorrow, man. That's, <laughs> no a, that's a fact. No doubt. Well, we appreciate you taking time today with us. And best of luck, tell the crew and the fellas we said what up. And uh, we'll be watching from afar. appreciate everything, Russ. Certainly will, man. See you See guys. See you, Later. All right. That is La Familia right there. We'll let <laughs> Uh, let my man Eli break it down. I got a lot of family here, but that's like first first inner circle family. I mean, worked 
came up with this dude for my very first year coaching. So uh, amazing to see how everything's played out. Like he said, just I'm, I'm looking at the game last night. You know, Lenders leaving. I remember recruiting against Lender in junior college when he was with Grant McCasin at Midland. Ken DeWeese, I've known him since I played. I played against his dad. Uh, I, I can go down the line. So, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy thing, this basketball thing. But North Texas has a good team. We saw their resume on the video. Uh, they are as hot as anybody in the country. I don't know that they're getting the buzz uh, for <laughs> kind of that at-large conversation, but for Sports Center to do a segment, that says a lot. So let's talk a little bit about the team before we go, and then we'll shut it down. Yeah, they've been hugely impressive, and I think in particular after losing their star players last season, most notably Javion Hamlet, who was one of the best players in all of college basketball last season, and to bounce back to get uh, Juco transfer Tyler Perry to come in and come off the bench and still lead this team in scoring. Uh, there aren't a lot of players who – probably willing uh, and able to take on a role like that and do it for the common good of the team. But North Texas has been, they've been so great this season, but they've still been under the radar. It's crazy because of what happened last season uh, with the way that they bounced back when the conference USA in a really great league and uh, was able to upset Purdue in the first round of the tournament. And they've only built off of that to be 17 and four now. I've uh, only lost one game in conference play against UAB, which is another top 40, top 50 team nationally. The Conference USA is a busy, busy league this season, and North Texas is in the mix, and Grant McCaslin's done a wonderful job with this program, things that I think a lot of people externally didn't think were possible with the UNT program. But, um, man, it's Conference USA. You always have to circle them on the bracket because, like I said, they are now 5-1 and one the last six years in the first round of the tournament, the team that gets in. And these are 12, 13, 14 seeds. So uh, it says a lot about this conference. It's not a one-off thing where you get an upset maybe every two, three, five years. Um, they're doing it more often than not. So uh, regardless of who it is, North Texas, UAB, Louisiana Tech, so many good teams in this league. North Texas is one of them. And uh, they'll be a pleasure to watch from here on out. Really, really balanced team that gets after it defensively. So they're they're really fun to watch. Yeah. Oh, can we get multi bids in this league? Can that happen? It's it hasn't happened in like 15 years. But man, it's a it's a tough conference. Too hard. Yeah. Too hard. Is it possible this year? You're the, you're the expert. I uh, I mean, if if North Texas wins out and loses in the title game, maybe they have an argument, but because of their metrics are so good and they don't really have any bad losses on the resume, but it's tough. It's tough in this league, and it's just tough to string so many wins together because, as, as we talked about, you, you've got teams in Tennessee. you got teams in Texas. You have teams in – All the time. You don't have in Pacific, but you have all the other three times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been to Charlotte games when I was out in Charlotte. Like, they, they're right. flying all over the place. So – and it even it even says more about this team to go ten and one after losing some key contributors and the, the routes that they have to take. Um, I think I think that's probably one of the main reasons why Conference USA struggles to get multiple bids is because this is a, such a treacherous league to play in with the geography and the overall coaching. So um, I don't know. I I would doubt it's going to be a multiple bid league just based on the reality of it. But no matter who represents this conference, whether it's uh, Kenneth Lofton from Louisiana Tech, who's yeah. an absolute hooper. Uh, UAB, Andy Kennedy, and that uh, defense that they have. Um, Jelly Walker's been awesome. 
Uh, it, you can just go all the way down. Middle Tennessee is much improved. Um, Charlotte might have one of the best guards in the whole conference. It's just it's a loaded league. So I don't think it'll be two, but whoever represents, like they are extremely dangerous as always. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, yeah, it'll be fun to see. It's cool to see them get the love that they're getting. It's cool to see uh, kind of like we talked uh, earlier with departures of certain players, people think programs are going to take a step Wyoming. back. You can say, yeah. say Wyoming. You can say, you can say University of Houston. You know, you lose yeah. Quinn Grimes, so, and then you lose the injuries that they've had this season. Yeah. Certain programs, certain coaches just have a way of winning kind of no matter who's on their roster. And I know that may sound a little bit crazy and it is a player's game. So I don't want to take anything away from that, but there's something to be said about the ingredients in that culture. So Glad to have uh, Coach Hodge on. Appreciate him taking the time, and uh, thanks for joining us. And we'll keep watching the Mean Green and see what they do to finish the year. Thank you for joining us, and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy.